yesterday, right at the tail end of today's glossary, we uh, heard a bit about the Semaul Undong, this movement raised by President Park Geun-hye at the General Assembly of the UN. It is known as the New Village Movement. Uh, it was seen as a driving force of Korea's rapid growth after the Korean War, but now is being offered to developing countries around the world to try to be inspired by that. And uh, there might be some debate as to how far this can be replicated. Here to tell us a bit more about it, once again, Cho Ji-yeon, good morning. Good morning, Alex. Um, well, the Semar Undong, or the New Village Movement, was a political initiative launched on April 22nd in 1970 by then South Korean President Park Jong-hee. Who, and, just for the benefit of anyone who's not aware, yes, happens to be the father of our current president. That's right. And it was a bid to modernize the rural South Korean economy. The idea was based on the Korean traditional communalism uh, called Hyangak and Ture, which uh, provided the rules for self-governance and cooperation in traditional Korean communities. And the movement initially, initially sought to rectify the growing disparity of the standard of living between the nation's urban centers, which were rapidly industrializing, and the smaller villages, which uh, continued to be mired in poverty. So diligence, self-help, and collaboration were the slow to encourage these community members to participate in the development process. But really what we saw early on in this movement was uh, a focus on the improvement of basic living yes. conditions. And then later it was on a infrastructure mm -hmm, and, and actually right. sort of moving to the next level. Yes, that's right. And it was hailed as a great success in, in the 1970s. The movement slightly lost momentum during the 1980s as the economic situation and political environment in South Korea changed rapidly. Uh, the movement promoted self-help and collaboration among the people during its first phase as the central government provided a fixed amount of raw materials to each of the participants participating villages free of charge and entrusted the locals to build whatever they wished with them. And that sort of thing in theory could be replicated yes, around the world. Yes, exactly. And the government first selected 33,267 villages and provided 335 sacks of cement. And uh, 16,600 villages that demonstrated success were then granted additional resources of 500 sacks of cement and a ton of iron bars. Uh, the movement did much to improve the infrastructure in the rural South Korea, bringing modernized facilities such as irrigation systems, bridges, and roads uh, in rural communities. And the program also marked the widespread appearance of orange-tiled houses throughout the countryside, replacing the traditional thatched or chogatjip houses. Which, you know, charming as they are. Yes. That there are obviously practical benefits to mm -hmm. that shift. Yes. And um, encouraged by the success in rural areas, the movement spread through factories and then urban areas as well and became a nationwide modernization movement. Um, however, despite the Semal Undong's great success in reducing poverty and uh, improving living conditions in rural areas during its first phase, which is a 
which it is hailed for. Mm. Income levels in urban areas were still higher than income levels in rural areas after the rapid industrialization of the country. A pretty universal problem, to be Definitely. fair. Uh, the government-led movement with its highly centralized organization proved to be efficient in the 1970s and maybe early 1980s, but it became less effective after South Korea entered into a more developed and industrialized stage. And it diminished the momentum of the movement. I mean, there is a sense as well of having huge growth potential. Mm -hmm. Well, and then that's going to tail off Mm -hmm. at some stage. But um, this became very political. Well, yes, it, it did become a major political issue, the, the relatively low income levels in the rural areas, uh, one that no government intervention was able to fully solve during the first phase. And the movement proved ultimately inadequate in addressing the larger problem of migration from the villages to the cities by the country's younger demographic. And moreover, the government-led centralized system caused corruption, such as misuse of funding, and it changed uh, the country's environment. I mean, the authoritarian nature of the governments at the time, you know, we Mm. we can't entirely ignore here either in terms of uh, the impact that would have had on society. But the government did recognize some of those problems. Yes, it it did. Um, And uh, the government changed the centralized structure of the movement by empowering civil society to lead the movement. And since 1998, the Semaur movement entered into the second phase, focusing on new issues such as enhancing voluntary services in the community and international cooperation with developing countries. So... Briefly, how can this be implemented today as suggested by President Park herself? Well, the Semaur movement has been accepted by the United Nations as one of the efficient rural development models in the world. Uh, the Economic Commission for Africa, ECA, has decided to select the Semaur movement as a base model for the Sustainable Modernization of Agriculture and Rural Transformation Program, or SMART program, in 2008. And also, the movement has been exported to more than 70 countries sharing this rural development experience worldwide. That certainly sounds like an endorsement, doesn't it? And I know it has been endorsed rather publicly as well by UN Secretary General Ban Ki-moon himself. That's right. A native of this country. Jian, great to have you with us. Thank you. Thank you, Alex. That is today's glossary. The world is awake and so are we. Fastest news updates on this morning.